Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah May Bates, and this is a an episode all about standing up for yourself in relationships and this is really about asking for what you want and what you need and what you deserve and setting healthy boundaries and knowing that that is a loving and healthy thing to do and this is especially for my friends out there who would consider themselves recovering codependents because it can be really painful and scary to voice your needs or draw boundaries and and draw lines you know, when it comes to relationships, because it brings up so much guilt and fear. And it, it can be worse to feel that pain than to actually just not say anything at all. With that, setting healthy boundaries in relationships, specifically in how you demand good treatment for yourself. And really, this is about growing comfortable asking for what you want, and also comfortable when someone else cannot give that to you. And what I mean by that is just like being able to step back in that moment and accept that at face value and not take the other person personally because I think we tend to relive all of what that means if that person doesn't do the thing we want them to do or or feel the thing we want them to feel it can feel like it's re-triggering all of this loss and longing from a long time ago that doesn't necessarily belong to the current situation so just being able to take a step back and just allow that to happen, allow this moment to be new and for us to not continue in this narrative that is so dire. And I would say in general, it is a really important and healthy act for you to do and be in the habit of doing in your relationship, just being able to voice your need needs and stand up for yourself. And that is what will keep you and your relationship safe. And I'm not saying that everything needs to be a fight. This is not about focusing on the bad things over the good things. This is really just about taking the stigma out of bringing up how you'd like to be loved, how you'd like to be cared for, what you need in order to feel respected, what doesn't sit right with you, what you would appreciate, all of that stuff, just so you can continue to be healthy and happy in your relationship. And I would say this is also to give you some grounding and awareness Um, in the face of how the other person might respond. So we don't get stuck in the taking it personally, uh, scripting of negative narratives, if that person responds badly to you bringing up your needs. So with that, there are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. Standing up for yourself especially if you have a history of trauma or loss or codependency. In other words, a situation where you feel like you can't bring up your needs because as soon as you do, it's almost as if you become non-existent. Like maybe you have a relationship where that person gets angry at you or cannot 
even hear what you are bringing up because they feel offended by you asking for some kind of support. So maybe if you are in a relationship with a person who cannot support you emotionally when you need to be cared for, that might make you feel um, completely alone in the world and worse for having brought something up. It could be that that's a neurodivergent relationship or it could be a relationship where that where your partner is insecure so they immediately project an attack onto them when you've brought up needs that are not about them. So everything tends to be about them and their feelings. No matter the situation, it can be really painful because it makes you feel like you can't bring up your needs. And that fear just creates a gap that widens and widens. And it leads to what I would call sickness because it's just an imbalance in your relationship. It'll make you more distant, less honest, less intimate, less authentic, which is not what either person wants. Part two, the why. If you are in a codependent relationship, or maybe you are not codependent, but your partner is codependent, it either way, if there's one person in the in the relationship that does identify that way, it will almost be like this weird metaphor that's like overlaying every situation of conflict or of negotiation that will in some way imply a caregiver slash wounded bird role and so it's like you can almost feel that being kind of pushed on top of the situation so it's almost like it's it's not reality in some ways like the can't the conversation can't be about what it's about because that thing is overlapping it and if you start to act outside of those roles the other person might be still living in that loop or feeling those feelings as though that is the situation, which is fine as long as you can stay sane and grounded in the face of it. And that's kind of what this is all about or this, this is aimed at, allowing you to accept that no matter what your partner's response is, you can still come from a place of wholeness, groundedness, uh, love, and also untriggered confidence in yourself. Like that is the goal is just to build that state in your being no matter what the other person is going through. And if you can maintain that and and really reinforce it in yourself as a habit, reality gets a lot more easy to navigate. And no matter what that person is going through, it will be it will truncate the time that that loop draws from your happiness if you're able to just step outside of it and not engage with it because it's really is a dance that requires both people to do the steps otherwise it just fizzles so if you are just overall confused and unable to decipher what is happening when you get into arguments with your partner one question to ask yourself about this person during situations when you bring up your needs is does the other person become a child in other words, is their response more adult and respectful or is it like a kid, woundy and pouty and uh, irrational? Like and by that, I mean, does their verbal and physical language seem childlike or teen-like or do they seem adult? Like what, what you would expect to see from a confident person. If your answer is that they become childlike and pouty, you might consider that they're they're being triggered into something old, like their issues are tied to something past, meaning they're projecting a role onto you that does not belong to you. 
Um, and follow-up question, does the other person get mad at you as soon as you are sad or unable to meet their needs? Like, let's say if you are depressed or withdrawn or you get sick even, if they get angry at you and, and or throw a tantrum where you have to take care of them, that would be a very clear sign that they are trying to engage you in a codependent loop or there are some unresolved issues like addiction or they might be just super narcissistic all of that is to say I mean it could be something totally different like that maybe you have a partner who has Asperger's and I know the DSM got rid of that diagnosis but I still hear that so often from clients as a descriptor it's a very useful descriptor that can be also a situation where you feel completely invisible, like your needs are never on the table. So outside of those, it could be that this is these types of loops or situations result from just simple insecurity in the other person where, or in yourself. It could be that something, no matter what it is or how it's said, will trigger defensiveness just because of how bad or fearful or self-loathing that person feels inside and therefore it's always going to trigger oh I fucked up I didn't do it right oh I'm I'm doing it wrong I'm I've messed up and you're mad at me it's like so so they can't even hear you so with all of this questioning what am I getting at I am encouraging you to practice first just being aware of all the factors that are outside of you and then really practice being okay with all of that like really accepting that that is okay it's okay for someone to be going through their shit it's okay for you to not tolerate it and it's it doesn't mean we have to to feel desperate or dire it doesn't mean anything it just means like that's okay to witness that to see it as neutral and recognize it, clock it, store that information in your mind, and separate from the loop. It's really okay for you to also mean what you mean and say what you say and know that um, it's true for you. Like you can voice your needs and that person can have their own complicated response to them. And then after that, the outcome can be something new. In other words, as soon as we start to read into the possible futures and start to read their minds and start to doom and gloom about whatever situation is going to come and then they're going to do this and I'm going to do that and now we're in this stage, that's when we get lost. That's when we've unconsciously jumped into the loop that we've been trying to avoid. When we can step back and let go of all that and say like, it's all good. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm just going to double down and taking care of me. That allows you, just that neutrality, a reminder to stay neutral, allows you to stay healthy, take care of yourself, protect yourself. It also keeps your relationship healthy and you will find it doesn't necessarily have the same outcome. Like it doesn't necessarily result in something bad that you were expecting. It oftentimes allows us to witness how we were, we had a role in this conflict getting habitualized into some rhythm that we've kind of set up unconsciously over the years so I think for a lot of people it's incredibly uncomfortable to even bring up needs or even invite conflict because of all the feelings that are triggered in our body 
and the fear of the, the lack of that bond or that connection. So just to simply practice moving through this and not panicking and really just allowing ourselves to hold ourselves in that feeling and say like, I'm moving through this on purpose. I'm breathing through it and it's not as bad as my body's telling me. That in itself is such a positive practice because it allows us to grow stronger and more autonomous and more rational and more capable as healthy emotional beings. I also want to remind remind you that when we explore the truth, no matter what it is, there's nothing bad about that. Sometimes it feels like, oh no, I'm starting shit. I'm making things bad. I'm encouraging distance or negativity. I'm making things negative. For you to just explore and entertain how you feel and what is true for you is not at them. It's not against them. Sometimes it feels like we shouldn't be doing that. Like if we allow ourselves to question or examine things, it gets us into this fear state. That resistance to looking at our feelings is the sickness. That is what in fact fact creates greater imbalance. Like when we just suppress things and just like, I'm going to contort myself even more. I'm just going to keep trying harder to not have feelings. I'm just going to pretend I'm going to talk myself out of all those feelings. I can deal. I can deal. The more you do that, the more you are actually hurting your relationship. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting the other person because you're not being honest. So when it comes to your feelings, we always want to be on the level with ourselves and we want to know and respect how we feel at all times. By doing that, that is how we earn the respect and love of others by taking care of ourselves and not feeling like it's a bad thing. It's not bad. It's not mean. It's not at them. It just is. And really just to be able to tune in, take the layers of what it means off of it and just be like, huh, I don't know if this is the right relationship for me. That is really positive, neutral information because it's the truth. That's okay to explore. Wherever it leads is a good thing. I remember being so afraid of change. Like I I was so afraid of even looking at how I felt because I didn't want to know the answer. And that living from that place is really just deciding like there's a rock in my shoe and I'm just going to keep walking on it because I can deal. Like, but why? What is the reason to do that? The reason to do that is from old fear of loss, very old fear of loss. That's the thing you really, if that sounds true for you, that's the thing to work on, not the relationship, the fear of loss. And I want to validate in you all of the things you want in your relationship. Of course, of course you would want those things. When, when we have cravings for connection, for to be seen, to be cared for in a certain way, of course you would want that because that is how you should be loved. And that is not to say that like every relationship is perfect that we're supposed to be in or that there aren't other kinds of relationships in the world that don't work just fine. I just want to tell you like that relationship is how the one you're picturing is, is really how you should feel about somebody and how they should feel about you because that life is so hard. It is so long and it's so hard. And we need to have really sticky glue that is just that love. Like we need that in order just to weather all of the ups and downs. I mean, that's from me personally, but if you are not a person who feels like 
having quote true love is important ignore all of that this is just about how how to voice your feelings um but what we're trying to do here is just tune our body to be able to stay in our own body and stay in what we want what we need and feel okay with that and not jump into the hallucination that is other people's thoughts and feelings about us and what they might be thinking and what might they might do and what the future might hold because that is not we can't possibly know that we cannot possibly anticipate that so with that here's part three the how the tools and before I do that first a brief word from our sponsors Okay, part three, the how, the tools. There is something insanely powerful that happens once you take a stand and decide if something does not align with your values in your life. It's like, we, it's almost like we have this second self. There's this self inside of us who is terrified, who is in tons of pain, fear of loss, like the self that can't possibly handle losing a relationship or feels like, I don't have any power. I don't want to make this up person upset. And and when that person steps aside and we can just show up, walk directly into that fire and let go of the future and then let go of a need to control it, what we can do is we learn how to pass the pain. We learn how to pass the fear, pass the guilt. And I mean like pass it like a kidney stone. We practice grounding and we practice just that, holding ourselves in that feeling. And when we get past that place, we find newness. We find a new, a new feeling, a new self, a new awareness. Like there's a little more openness and we're like, and we get a little stronger. So it's really about deliberately supporting ourselves through that muscle memory that is fear of loss, guilt, confusion, panic, and deliberately knowing it's okay. I'm going to move through this. It's okay to feel these things. I don't have to attach a narrative to them. And then we come out the other side of it. And I feel like when we voice our needs, especially if it's an inconvenient time in a relationship or we've upset the other person, the other person has a bad response to us. The first thing we do is we'll like be like, I need to honor myself. And then we do that. And immediately after that, we have this intense need to restore the homeostasis that existed beforehand and and restore restore quote safety it's like that retreat feeling in that stage it is vital that you you give yourself a sense of validation and restore your perspective to just neutrality like I don't have to read into this I can just accept everything is just fine I didn't do anything wrong if this is a good healthy relationship I'm not breaking it by doing this and know that you are you're valid all of your thoughts and feelings are valid if you're delivering them in a way that is damaging that's another thing but all thoughts and feelings are valid when we retreat and we are faced with that fear of loss know that that is just a projection based on a dire scenario that doesn't exist in reality. It's in our emotional muscle memory. So don't be fooled. Just allow yourself to revisit that valid reasoning. Like quickly feed yourself that input from sources that remind you of why you have made the decision in the first place. 
past that, here are some tools uh, for situations like this in particular. The first tool is called, what does it feel like to live from confidence and trust? So this is just an energy tuning tool. It's, it's kind of a mantra. I want you to really in that moment of fear, lack, clinginess, come back into if you can close your eyes and just like meditate on this idea. Like I know this sounds weird, but just a mantra of what does it feel like to live from trust? What does it feel like to live from confidence and autonomy? That's like the mantra I would offer you. And just try and breathe slowly and come back into the physical energy of trust, of like relaxation, letting your chest open, your shoulders drop. I want to help you reclaim the goal that is to feel confident, safe, and autonomous. That's kind of where we need to start. It's like if we get into that fear clinginess, we just need to be able to remember ourselves minus reliance on another person thinking and feeling a certain thing. That is where we can move freely and make the right rational decisions for ourselves. So as soon as you're in that energy of reliance, need, clinging, that is where we are coloring reality and somewhat scripting it out. And that is where we are perpetuating a habit of that enmeshment that is codependency. It's like a loop. So instead, I want you to step back, try and restore your physical energy to confidence, trust, and instead remind yourself to let go. Like remember, expect anything, expect openness, expect an outcome to be something new, expect to see everything as okay. And really just see how much you can push yourself back into that physical feeling of non-reactivity. That's the first tool. Second tool is another mantra. You are strong and you didn't decide this by accident. I think whenever we get into that fear state, there's that inevitable pain that comes from having voiced your needs. Remember, it was not easy to do that. It was not accidental. It was in fact very inconvenient and probably painful. So no, you're not wrong. And no, that was not a dumb thing to say. That's it. All right, next tool. This is for if we start to get into a negative scripting mindset, give credit for the good that led up to the bad. I think one thing that happens, especially if you have trauma from like a past relationship that was extremely damaging in some way, is our threat response immediately if something, if somebody's not doing something that is respectful in our relationship, we start to get super self-protective. At least this is what I do. So I'm, I'm already doubling down on like, oh, this is really bad. Like physically there's this, we start to zero in on all of the things that are supporting our point. So I just want to remind you, don't make it that the only part of the behavior that is focal, like not just about how they failed us. That is the unmet need in you, or more likely, maybe you're still just processing your own feelings, but net net, just don't remain there in that narrative. I think a lot of people tend to build a case study for feelings of injustice. And it's really easy to get lost in a story and our emotions when in reality there is truth to both sides most often. If not, that's another story. But we just have to keep 
that balance in our mind and really deliberately retrace all the examples of the opposite reality also being true. So I like to just revisit my journal or my calendar or think of times in the last week when I have felt the opposite way about this person or when that person acted in an opposite way. Just because so much of reality is our projection. So you can see a totally different person in a different minute of the day. So if you do this exercise and you look back on your week and you cannot find examples of this opposite way of being, let's say even a month and you cannot find positive examples, then I will tell you that this is likely a situation that is much worse than you are owning up to. And for a person like yourself, the fear can make us hesitant to validate our needs or allow ourselves to explore the possibility of leaving a relationship. So if that sounds true for you, I just want you to start to build up your inner strength as an individual. That's it. Start there. Invest time, energy, and money in anything that will help you to feel more self-loving and confident. And that is what needs to change before relationship change can become realistic in your mind. I feel like if we if we don't have that core strength inside, it all we can do is really create strategies to like jump from this relationship to another one or blow it up. So either way, don't get overwhelmed. Just ask yourself, what is one way I can invite like new growth into my life that it has to do with me only? All right, next tool. Only you decide your bar. Or another name for this tool is, it is what it is. So we all have our own personal bar for what is loving and respectful and what we will and will not tolerate. And that is what it is. It's just true for you. It's, it's specific to each person. And the more you exercise it, the more you know very clearly what it is and where it is. And that knowing that can also be a gift for leniency you give to that person in the future. Like meaning there are some things that other people find super important that may not be important to you in relationships. Like for me, like for some people, it's really important that their partner goes to events with them. That's not a huge thing for me. I like it, but it's not like a, you know, very meaningful sign of love. So whatever it is, what you define as not okay with you is your call. You are the only one who knows that truth and you are the only one who gets to choose what you are willing to accept from another person. And a relationship is always voluntary. Like you don't have to choose to stay with a person who doesn't treat you the way you deserve to be treated in your own eyes. And at the end of the day, the truth of what is okay with you and what is worth staying in a relationship exists whether you acknowledge it or not. So this is really just, I'm telling you to ask yourself, honestly, what is true? And then step back from that. Like knowing that definition will set you free because it's like, I don't have to try so hard to beg for this thing or I don't have to try and contort myself or talk myself out of this thing. It just is. It's like you can't alter it. And it's not your fault if those things don't line up. You know, it's not like you didn't try hard enough or that you are selfish or you're not seeing who they really are. It's the opposite. It's respectful. You are, you're, you're respecting them and you're respecting 
reality. And when we know what that is and we can honor it, the rest of life aligns behind what will truly make us the happiest. It's super profound. Like the more you get into this habit of just welcoming what that is, the more simple everything becomes. And like there's way less charge and fear and resistance to things because you're like oh no it's already it's already decided like I didn't have to be involved in that it already exists and I welcome that to be known I can just get out of the way of that thing and if you are a person who does not know what your bar is let's say you don't know what is and is not okay with you I just would invite you to open yourself to that question just like I'm planting a little seed in your brain plant it in yourself and allow the answer to come forth I know what it looks like and feels like in my body because it's like it just feels like ultimate wrong you know when that thing is violated it's like all the alarms go off and I'm like no absolutely not so I just say that in case it helps you recognize it it's like when it arises you can feel it like oh no 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 this is absolutely not okay with me and whatever that thing is you just have to acknowledge it and and honor it because to to honor that gives you your sense of worthiness and to betray that would be a direct violation of self and that is how you destroy your self-worth so for some for example really mean harsh words don't matter like they can take whatever someone says to them they can forget about them the next day that is not true for me everyone is everyone's bar will be different I invite you to reflect on this in your journal and in your everyday life like what is what does that look like for me what is okay with me what is not okay with me all right the next tool is called it's okay to be blank so I'm handing you a forever permission slip and just remember it's okay to be mad it's okay to be sad it's okay to be all the things it doesn't matter what it is So don't feel upset with yourself or petty for whatever it is, for having your feelings. But also don't get overly invested in them. Like I think a lot of the times we can feel totally different extremes depending on our physical state. I mean, I know my friends who have hormone things. It's like everything can be a completely different reality depending on where those levels are. I know also low blood glucose or even just the a feeling a long time feeling of like having an empty love tank all of a sudden we can get really wrapped into a narrative of this victimhood and that is not a good place to be just because it really feeds itself it allows us to indulge in a negative set of feelings that really become addictive and and I would just say like if you have a feeling allow it to come don't attach to it but just acknowledge it process it pass it I like to journal like give it a place to be and then let it go and remind myself to welcome an opposite perspective to come forth it's usually the next day but the goal is to really confront the issue whatever it is when you are able to come from neutrality like meaning when you are not invested in a certain outcome expecting a certain outcome um, or still feeling it so when we express a need from this place of neutrality we need to be able to feel like no matter what they say or do it doesn't matter like 
the outcome will be addressed objectively, but it's really just about us expressing a feeling or a need. It is, if it's not possible to do that, I would say wait longer. Or if you just have to get something off your chest, I get that too. But if that is the case, if, it, if the way you're expressing something is not constructive for your relationship or the aims of the relationship, to borrow Tara Westover's term, I would build a fence around it. In other words, lead up to that thing so that the other person is not in a defensive setting and they can actually hear you. So what are things that you could say to build the fence around this thing, like so your partner doesn't take it personally? Uh, any context that allows the issue to allows both of you to step back far enough from the issue so that it's not an injury to them it's not at them so for example uh i know you always think of me and you do so many wonderful things or this might be because i have been missing you lately or i've been feeling lonely lately but blah 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 or I mean, obviously make all of these things into your particular language, but like any disparate fact that has something else to, to do with something else that is not that person is a way to make it feel more global and then bring up the need so that it feels like it's coming from a thoughtful, loving place. All right, the next tool is called sometimes the saddest thing is not the thing that upset you. It's how your partner reacted to the thing that upset you really long title but the the basic premise of this tool is like if you express an unmet need anybody just wants to be seen and validated and when someone cannot see us and validate us or be there with us in that moment of hurt that is almost the worst injury because we feel invisible and that is when the original what I call the original wound is triggered and by that, I mean something from our childhood, our original loop, our original unmet need that gets reset throughout our adult lives. And to feel that again is the deeper pain. So when you are in that reaction, I just want to remind you, you are, the feelings you're feeling are likely mostly for childhood self. It's not necessarily all attached to the current situation. So in other words, it's not as big as you feel it is in this moment. And just remember that at a later moment, this is something that can be workshopped together when you are sober and distant from the, this particular situation. And, it, and the actual communication of needs is the real exercise to hack. Like, just like you would solve for building an app for a very specific use, like we have to bring in intellect sometimes professionals, sometimes some other foreign process that does not trigger both individuals in order to even get that information across. And when we can do this properly for both people and we can be heard, most often our partner will choose to give us the gift of love and support. But it yeah, it takes work, it takes patience, it takes this delicate dance of communication. So if you are in that moment of, I need you to validate me. And all they can do is say, you're mad at me. And you're in that, that feeling of like, you can't even see me. I'm so alone in the world. Just recognize, are these the feelings of a child? Are these the feelings of 
some other bigger dynamic and loop in my life? And if so, step back. The morning is morning you've been doing for a long time. Step back. Step back. Okay, next tool. Always come from whole. This is just a rule of thumb. Come from the high road and wholeness in yourself. And if you can't do that, don't start. And I would say that is just, if you want to be the most functional in your discussions, that is the best way to do it. When you are not in a triggered state, you're not feeling angry, you're not feeling stepped on, you're not feeling clingy. When I am the most confident and least attachment to the outcome as possible. That is when things are easy and light and there's no, there's not as many missed interpret, you know, false interpretations of the other person's words. And if you don't care about that, that's fine. Sometimes we just need to let it out. We need to get it out of our chest. But if you have the fear of detachment or you have a fear of punishment, there is this real like anxiety that is a a huge factor in all of our conversations. So it's like when you can deliver information when you're not, when that anxiety is not playing a role that for either person things just happen so much more quickly and easily and they can be so small. All right, the next tool, the truth exists. I already talked about this, but when you are in that stage of worry and resistance and you're trying to anticipate what will happen and whether or not you can trust yourself and like if you should be listening to yourself it's like everything can get so chaotic inside just remember the truth exists it's finite and all we have to do is just allow that to come forth past this feeling past the static relax just remain neutral and let go of controlling things like go of the future and needing to decipher what it will be and just allow it to come forth allow that that whisper that fact to arrive and if you start to spin and you start to get that chatter that is our brain desperately trying to control and all we have to remember is like it's not baked yet I cannot write it because I don't know it yet. Just step back and allow it to arrive on its own time. It will. We just have to step away from the need to muscle it sometimes. So those are my tools. I hope these are helpful. Before I close, I wanted to thank my latest sponsors. Mary Beth, thank you so very much for your donation. Carmen Rosa, a new Patreon sponsor, thank you. And Heidi, thank you so very much. I really appreciate the donations. They really help out the show. Anyone out there who has the means, uh, you can head to yaywithme.com or you can go to patreon.com slash Sarah Maybe. And if not, I get it. If you could share it with someone it could help, that helps me out as well. So in closing, whatever neglect or abandonment might have occurred in your past, I know it can be so defining and so baffling when it interacts with the present and it can make us feel trapped in situations or bound to people and make us feel like we can't possibly stir the pot and in that case in those feelings the real goal and the real work is really just to go inward to give ourselves unconditional love and remember to support ourselves I often tell clients like 
that feeling of self-love can be grown from scratch by you for you and it starts with an intention to do so to say I want that I want to feel strong enough to honor myself to move through my life freely I want to be able to walk away from things that are not good for me and healing that that lack of core muscle strength it takes some big and often scary action it's not an easy path And I think it feels like it's impossible because of all that has been conditioned into you. But just remember, it is possible. And keep keep pursuing that goal. I remember so well my old therapist saying, you can have love and happiness. You can have healthy, safe, long relationships that are not full of stress and fear and I didn't believe her because I was in so much pain and my life had not shown me that thus far and I had not had that kind of relationship before but I just kept putting my faith in her and doing the work and going through the motions and eventually your life proves to you via a large majority of the opposite being true that like yeah you can have you can heal your scars you can have healthy happy safety all of the things so just continue to do the work continue to invest yourself and keep building momentum and never let anyone reduce your sense of self i send you my love and don't forget to smile the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.